It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. CliffCentral.com. Good morning and welcome to Rookies and Rockstars. It's Wednesday. Our favorite day of the week, obviously, because we get to be here. We get to have you engage with all of the people that we're chatting to. I don't know how your week's been. I hope it's been good. Miss Prue is sadly not, she's not not well. Sorry, I correct myself. She's not not well. My co-host is currently doing her last exam because not only does she rock it on the South African DJ Floors and decks. She is also studying um, beauty. So, Miss Prue, wishing you all the best out there. I hope that today goes really, really well. I miss you. It's my second week of being solo. I hope I don't have to get used to this. It's very lonely. At least I've got Palesa and Duncan in the background there. My my chums, my familia. So, I'm sure that'll be that'll be fine. We are into a very interesting week here at Cliff Central. I'm not allowed to say too much because it's not really my show, but I've been involved in an awesome brand collaboration from a Jawbone point of view, from a Cliff Central point of view. We've merged two incredible brands, and today is the launch. You'll need to stay tuned until 1 o'clock later on where the first show will happen, which is so exciting. We've all been waiting for so long. Yay, they're all out there getting ready. The the rooftop's looking awesome. Thanks to a lot of planning, my team, the brands. It's just so cool when you work with brands who get it and understand. So I can't be the person to reveal it, unfortunately, as much as everyone who knows me knows I'd love to be the person doing that. I'm not, but I'm involved, which is just as good. So stay tuned until one later to hear what show is going to be starting, who's involved, what brands are involved, and what you can look forward to going forward on the Cliff Central. So as you know, Rookies and Rockstars is all about you and making sure that wherever you are, in your life, whether you are a rookie, whether you're wanting to be the rock star within your field, doesn't matter what field you're in, we want to be chatting to people around the country, around the world, because you can do that here. That's amazing. We want to be chatting to people who are feeding you with inspiration and solutions and just anything that can give you a little bit of whatever you need to be propelling yourself into a, a more fruitful and blossoming future. So, as you know... I try, will we try and have my favorite. These are my two favorites. So me management is one of my favorite where we give you a whole lot of stuff that you can be doing in the city, either paid for or free that can help you with yourself and your wellness and your lifestyle. And then also we chat to coaches and mentors and lifestyle coaches and wellness coaches and all the people who are feeding us with tools and information on how to live a better life for ourselves. And the most important part, I guess, is chatting to them about why what they're doing is so fundamental in your growth as an individual. So I am very excited to have uh, one of our, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm very much a coaching fan. I am coached by three different, three, I don't know, we'll, we'll chat to, to the guest about how you categorize them, but I'm a big fan. I, I believe in it. So, Without further ado, I 
my coach, who I used to go to for a personal and lifestyle coaching, has referred one of her best to us, obviously. Rookies and rock stars deserve nothing less. Has referred one of hers to us, and it's now time for me to introduce Sav. Sav, welcome. Thank you, Jade. Thank you for that fantastic welcome. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite things, um, to, to have coaches, mentors, people here mm. who are dedicating their time to others. Um, and uh, what a job. Yeah. Hey? It's my absolute passion just seeing people transform and really step into their power. Yeah, absolutely. So before we even, I mean, that's, that's a, Sav, that's an intense welcome, mm. eh? Mm. So before we get into the power, let's just, let's chat about Sav. Because one of the things that I think is very cool about each individual is everyone's at a different place. Everyone's got to their different Mm. place differently. Mm. But before we talk about what you do, how did you get to wanting to do that? (laughs) And you can take your time. So uh, I can relate to so many people out there that are really wanting to to walk their path of truth. And I always felt I was always searching. I was always searching for something that gave me fulfillment, that gave me a sense of purpose. And I'm happy to say I really am walking my path of truth now. So I started teaching, with teaching, working with children. I worked in the call center and services side, um, dabbled in the wellness side, um, recruitment. Uh, what I realized through all of that is my passion is people really understanding and getting to what people are really about. And very early in life, I noticed that people wear masks, mm. that they wear this mask to cover their wounding, that the way they, that they react is often a product of their childhood, mm. of their journey, and that it's a compensating behavior, that that force that we often hit with by really loud, pushy, bullying kind of people is often just a front or a cover to protect their vulnerability. And if we can just see behind that mask and we can really get to the heart of that person, it makes such a big difference because we're dealing with the authentic person. Mm. And I've described the really pushy, bullying kind of person that makes a lot of us feel uncomfortable. But what about the fat person or the quiet, shy, nerdy person that nobody really relates to? And what about looking at at what's really at the heart of them. And that's what got me curious. And then I took this journey through doing change management, looking at wellness coaching, but also on the path of healing and really enabling people to understand and make sense of who they are and what causes them to show up in a certain way. Because I recognized that I was carrying a mask, that everything that I was was about achieving and wanting recognition and validation and worth. And I realized that my journey and what I'd been through, my abuse, my wounding, my hurt could help others, inspire others to step out of that and really step into the authentic self. Yeah, so this is kind of always where I interject Mm. because I see this and I'm sure you must be seeing it a lot more Mm. because of what you're Mm. doing, you know, as as your daily living. Mm. Your, the fundamental part in your statement there is that you realized you had a mask. Yeah. How do you approach or guide people who mm. don't even realize it's on? Okay. So the best way I can describe this is often people are stuck 
but they don't realize that they're stuck because they, they're in fear. And if you, the way that fear often is able to be recognized is if you have that anxiety, that sense of tightness in your solar plexus and you feel that unease, like almost catching your breath in a situation or when you're with somebody, often that is an indication that you've stepped out of your power. You've given your power to a person or a situation. And then the way you react is often to mask that fear. It's a compensation. And what I started noticing is that I would act a certain way and try to come across as confident or be part of the group to be liked or to fit in or to um, tick all the boxes in terms of being the greatest achiever. And yes, I have been successful. But when I got back and I was on my own in my quiet space, and that's the trick is to take that time out to say, does it feel real? Because I started noticing that I felt like a fraud. I mm. felt like it was not me authentically, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Was behaving in your personal capacity or behaving at work? Well, the funny thing is it pervaded all areas of my life. So it, it, I was pretending in relationships. I was pretending in work. Um, and pretense doesn't always mean not delivering and not being a performer, but it's being who you think other people want you to be. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, so mm. that's, so obviously then who did you first meet who was a coach who then said, Sav, mm. I think this mm. might be what you could do for others. <laughs> so the interesting thing was, is when somebody pointed that out to me, my first reaction was absolute crap. That's not <sighs> me. Okay. I really, I'm authentic. I'm genuine. I'm caring because I know I am. And it was about somebody gently taking me aside and saying, I'm seeing you act this way. Okay, but I'm noticing in your energy, okay, that there's unease, that you're uncomfortable. What is that about? So I was fortunate enough to come across somebody who was a healer and a coach. And I say healing in the sense that she brought me healing. She brought me realizations about myself. Yeah. Nice. Mm. And so, so did you go through that process of being kind of the mentee before you stepped into a coaching role and then now you're educating yourself mm. into being that person? Well, I went through a lot of breakdowns bec before I could have breakthroughs. And, nice. and yes. the, the breakdowns were often what I thought were my biggest failures and brought a lot of personal, um, uh, demotivation, shame, um, insecurity and seemed to amplify it. And I just thought I would never get it. Um, and then I realized that a lot of what I was carrying was the energy of fear linked to past experiences, childhood, um, the journey of life. And, um, through a process of, of having healing sessions and coaching, I was able to have a mirror held up to me and that's what's so great about a coach that really gets you is they give you that space to make those realizations, to see where it is that you're showing up in a certain way to compensate for an unease or a place where you feel you've lost your space. So I was able to have both of the healing and the coaching and then I went through the accreditation, the practice, but more about immersing myself in the experience because you can do a whole lot of training. I'm a firm believer in immersing yourself, in actually experiencing it for yourself before you can be that mm. to somebody else. Well, I do agree. I mean, I, I think that mm. it's it's pretty not, – not able to not relate. I mean, I, I also get that when, even if you speak to a psychologist, even if you speak to yeah. a counselor at church, whatever, yeah. where, wherever your point of reference yeah. is for getting guidance – 
or your coach, not everyone's going to have to going to have been able to have been through everything. You can't yeah. have got divorced. You can't yeah. have lost a child. You can't have driven over a yeah. dog and killed it on your way out of the driveway. You know, whatever yeah. it is. So, I, 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 but I do think it's good that your approach to it is. I, you also can't just stand on a stage and become a coach with absolutely no reference of any kind of experience. Yeah, I think it's very important what you've raised. It's very important to find a coach that you resonate with, somebody who, who you feel you can be vulnerable with, that you have a connection with. Because if you don't connect with that coach and you don't have a resonance, you're not going to be open to going to those places that are difficult. And the the whole role of the coach is to hold you accountable, to help you to stretch, to recognize where you might be self-sabotaging or not really doing the work to realize those goals. And you mentioned psychologists, counselors, and there's a place for all of them. Mm. And perhaps what a lot of the listeners may have experienced is in counseling, you tell your story and you tell your story, but nothing changes. Um it's kind of getting that story out. And what a coach does is says the counseling's great. The story is important to acknowledge. But as a coach, what I'm going to help you to do is acknowledge this current reality and how to move into your desired reality. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you may have got stuck because of where you were, but you're not in the past anymore. You can create a future that inspires and that brings you all the things that you've always wanted. But you've got to connect with that fear and you've got to step out. Okay. And the coach helps you to take action in practical small steps so that this huge goal is actually small manageable portions, baby steps that you can cope with. Yeah. And I think that's, that's quite a good point that you've raised because I remember one of the ladies that you work with, who's obviously a very close, um, in, in my, in my family, as well as having been a, a coach of mine for a while, Tracy Fowler, uh, she said to me the first day I walked in there, she said, Jade, I'm not your psychologist. Mm. So we can talk about the issues, yes. which obviously I think are behind the behavioral patterns mm. and certain mind blocks, if you can call them mm. that, like in terms of procrastination or, you know, time management or fear of success, fear of failure, all those mm. things obviously have an underlying mm. reason or learned behavior. But what's really cool about what you've said, and I've never thought about it in that way, is that a psychologist does just listen. They listen and they help you unpack it all and figure out the puzzles. But what I do love about all my coaches is that then there's the implementation. Okay, cool. So we've we've built the bridge, but now we've got to move over the bridge because we we can't keep telling the same story and keep not moving forward. So that's, that's awesome. And... Often what I, I mean, cause I, I love the, co- I love the coaching wave in this country. I love what it's doing personally for people in business, mm. for people within a business, for staff. And this is a, a question I often ask because it's always interesting to hear all of your different insights. Mm. But in terms of the trend in South Africa, how are you finding people's response to these coaches that they now can openly say they have? What I'm finding is there's a big demand for what people call wellness and well-being coaches. And um, it's it's an area that I also work in. But what I'm finding more often than not is when I'm expecting to go into, into a session for wellness with the person, uh, my expectation is they want to lose weight or they want to change their diet. And 
the things that we would normally associate with, with wellness, um, it almost always comes back to some area where they're stuck in terms of unease or stress or something that's creating an imbalance in their life. Because I always say you can't have the fitness and the, the nutrition on its own. You've got to be in a space where you're feeling good and you're feeling able to be mentally um, able to achieve those goals. You can tattoo it on my head that I shouldn't have a whole slab of chocolate, that I should be doing the 10,000 steps. But if I'm in a space of feeling unsettled and apathetic and not good about myself, I'm not going to step into that. Okay, I'm going to feel stuck. And it's important for the coach to realize that. And often what we do is we do profiling or assessments. We have our box of of skills or tools. So um, Tracy may have used um, the Enneagram. I'm a, I'm a passionate believer in the Enneagram because that, it's in, the color wheels. Well, it's a wheel and it's good that you said circle because circle is exactly what it is, is okay. that it represents wholeness. And we have all of those types within us. But what's important is any of those tools, whether it's the Enneagram or a disc or whatever it may be, the well-known tools, it's to recognize what makes Jade, what makes Sav, and what is it that how, that affects me in certain situations, my fear, my drive, what motivates me. So I might like a lot of activity and a lot of excitement and a lot of energy. Okay, Other people might like the data and to see how the trends work and to look at graphs and analytical. Exactly. Um, you know, your, your, your forwards, for example, in the Enneagram might want the meaning and the purpose and they fall in love with the songs because oh, it just talks to the way I'm feeling and they're expressive. So it's important that for you to have that realization and to say, okay, so this is why this never worked for me. It didn't resonate with me and to to work with tools that would support you on your journey, that keep you motivated because you're going to hit obstacles. You're going to hit those days when you want to throw in the towel. And that's where your coach will come in and say, we contracted for me to push you, to stretch you. Mm. Remember this that we saw on your profile. This is the space you're stepping into. But here's my hand. Let's walk across this bridge and let me pull you out of that dark space. Okay. But also allow you to have that space, mm. to connect to what you're feeling. Okay, it's not just about whipping. <laughs> no, no, I, th- I, th- I think I tend to stay in that, in that, I, I see it at work all the time. I'm mm-hmm. a, because that's how I grew up, I need to kind of grow out of being the whipper. Ah, I think okay. I'm, I, I'm, so you're the driver. Yes, <laughs> I'm the driver. Okay. That's what they call me here, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, and it's, it's not an intentional thing at all. It's just mm. that that's, what I know and only now through the coaching and all the mentors that are around me am I starting to realize the effect of learned behavior as a small child with a negative or positive has on you as an adult and way beyond psychology because I mean I'm I'm very open to having chats with them because I think that there's something about releasing it and talking about it and processing it Mm. and all those things Mm. but it is interesting when you do become aware of it and then you want to undo it. Yes. Because you have to, you actually are right. You have to make, even if someone tattooed on my head, patience and calmness. If you don't feel it, no, you can't do if, it. If you're not, yeah. and, and also if you don't understand why, I find that because I don't often have the, have the patience to explain to yeah. people why, 
they then just think I'm I'm dominating yeah. or being bossy. Yeah. But now that I'm understanding when how I like it, when people explain to me why, yeah. I'm like, okay, no, yeah. cool. Yeah. But it's not always yeah. it's hard, you know. It's like to to actually be more patient, be more calm, be more present, do all those mm. things. It's not easy. Yeah, and we we're very quick to judge behavior. And we forget what the underlying cause is of that behavior. Yeah. And that's what I spoke about the compensating behavior is it's to look to just stop and think that maybe with a lot of compassion and see it through a different filter, a different lens, that maybe the reason why that person is acting that way is that there's something in them that's causing them to want to take control before you control me. Okay. To want to to feel needed or to be everything to you because if I'm everything to you, then I feel I have a purpose. Mm. So it's to look beyond the behavior. The behavior sure. is superficial. It's that whole iceberg thing. It's everything that's below the surface. And if we can recognize that in ourselves, we'll have more compassion for the others, for the staff, for our service providers, for our colleagues. No, mm. it's, it's very, mm. it's very true. So that's, that's my mission. And obviously mm. everyone knows here, mm. it's quite obvious now, six, six and a half months <laughs> in. I'm trying to also do it being mm. pregnant because it's quite interesting mm. how I try not read too much because there's just so much information yeah. and it's so overwhelming and it's actually mm. a freak out. Mm. But to try and keep calmer with, you know, with a little baby in your belly because they're feeling everything mm. and I don't want this little thing to come out of there uh, like a bloody zombie. So it's interesting how it's forced me. Because I, that's how I guess I am as an extremist. I've now been forced mm. to consciously make a decision to backtrack, to mm. be more rational, to be mm. more patient, to do all those things. Yes. Because it's actually not just yeah. about me anymore. It's also about some other little living human being, which is quite hectic. So I'm glad you said that it's about what you're doing. Because the coach isn't going to come along and do it for you. No. It's about making that realization and then setting the intention. And that's what's so important is understanding the role of what is my role in the coaching relationship and what is yours. Because often people go, we always call it return on expectation rather than return on investment. Because if I know what to expect from my coach and my coach knows what he's, what I know what my coach is expecting from me, it's a win-win. Uh. Otherwise I'm going off to Durban and she's going off to Cape Town and how we get <sighs> to the, get to that end goal. No, absolutely. Yeah. And then how are you, cause I know we chatted before mm. this, we chatted around how segmented the kind of categories are yeah. becoming within the coaching field. Yeah. How are you dividing yourselves or, or do you, I know it's different yeah. for each coach, but how are you dividing each category between like lifestyle? What defines that wellness? Professional business. I don't really believe it should be segmented okay. because I think at the heart of it, we're all human beings and the core, the core of it all is how we, how we show up and what makes us show up in a certain way. So I do wellness coaching. I do I practice healing modalities. I do team coaching, high performance coaching, executive coaching. But what I always find is one common factor is you need to connect to the human being. And identify what the human, human, what the human being wants. So it's, it's once you identify what that vision is and what will motivate you and what that success looks like, it doesn't matter whether you're a team or an executive, if it's a wellness goal, if it's to, to achieve a certain sales target, whether it's to drop a dress size, um, improve a relationship with my husband, it all comes back to behavior. Okay. What am I going to implement? Action-wise, 
to break that goal down into steps that will bring me to what I would call success. What does success look like for me? So yes, there is um, a trend, a big trend towards wellness and resilience. Executives have always been one of the first, the big popular ones. But I think people lose sight of the fact that it's to enable human beings. Mm. It's not about a structure or a sector or a occupation. It's about the human being. It's enabling transformation in a person. So do you kind of assess it based on the person approaches you? They, they've either been referred, which is obviously always the best yeah. because they're seeing the yes. results in somebody else. Yes. And then you, you mentioned that in the beginning there is kind of that assessment phase. Do you do the assessment and then think, okay, cool. You know, over the next while, we're going to start with the basics that need to happen here. You need to become aware of the masks and all those mm. things. And then slowly we'll wangle our way mm. through work and personal mm. and all mm. that stuff. We can work it that way. And sometimes I have referrals. Um, I believe in synchronicity and I believe that the right client comes to me because I learn from that client as well. Mm. And yes, I do start with let's get to know you and how you show up. What do you want out of this coaching relationship? What would you like me to do when I can see that you're slacking off a bit or maybe self-sabotaging? Um, what will success look like for you? Um, but often it's, it's about identifying the place that the person's stuck in their life. Uh, because that translates time, into yeah. so many areas. If they're stuck in a relationship, for example, they can't fully show up at work. They can't. Be fully present as a parent or um, in sport or whatever role that they're fulfilling. So I think in a nutshell, it's about enabling somebody to move out of a place of stuckness. And it's for me to assess where that stuckness is. Absolutely. So I'm quite interested in the wellness part because I'd love you to just hang around, you know, because the next guest that I want to chat to, it's quite interesting what area her business lies in, which is dealing well not dealing providing and custom making clothing for people who aren't as i don't know obsessed not the right word i guess and we're going to hear from her now people who are a little bit more comfortable in because i know wellness is also not just about weight and how you look i know it's yes i know it's mindset Mm. wellness all those things Mm. but it'll be interesting just to hear from her perspective you know how that how she sees it in people's self-esteem and how Mm. they look and all those Mm. things so stay tuned this con this conversation will continue because it's very interesting. We just will play you a little tune and we will be back in a few minutes with some more conversation. Welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars. It is an interesting conversation all around wellness coaching, which is obviously, as most of you know, very dear to my heart. I'm a firm believer in you all taking very good care of yourselves, both your minds and your bodies, because it really does transcend into so many areas of your life. 
I I'm joined by two ladies. Um, I, I I wanted to purposely just keep Sav a little bit longer because the next guest that I'll introduce to you, um, Haley Joy. Welcome to you. Hi, thanks very much. So nice to have you. I'll I'll let you intro what you do as well, but I think it's an interesting time just to have you and Sav with me because both dealing with not the, the same thing as it were, but a similar theme in a sense where it is all about that person and how they want to feel and both of you with what you do help them feel the way they want to or help them feel better about themselves mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Haley, just just to give seven I, an I, idea an idea um what the the clothing range and the niche that you found yourself in explain that to us so i was a very regular size up until the age of 18 and then hormonal issues and lifestyle change, leaving school, going to college, getting introduced to junk food. There wasn't mom's cooking anymore. I picked up a huge amount of weight and there wasn't, there just wasn't anything available. There really wasn't. I mean, it was 30 years ago, plus size clothing just didn't exist. So I started making my own clothes and I'd been shopping centers. I'd been restaurants. I'd been... And women would come up to me and whisper and say, where did you get your clothing? <laughs> and that's where the seed was born. Like I started to think there must be something in this. Clearly, there's nothing out there and I need to start to think about it. It took a long time for it to kick in. But today I design and manufacture my own range of regular sizes Odd sizes, which is a huge market as well. And then we specialize in real plus sizes. So I've developed my own shape, taken years and years to develop a true plus size shape. So we don't just grade from a size 32 and just keep going and going and going. Mm. We, I've developed this shape that is, I took my own body and I worked off my body, what works for me. And we have a retail store that encompasses that about plus size clothing that when you walk into the store there is a range of clothing a whole every range so every style that we put into the store is sized from a small to a 7xl now it's quite interesting because mm. you know sav's dealing with and and this is this is kind of why i just wanted to to steal her for a few more few minutes but Sav's dealing with people who are in a state of wellness and, you know, wanting to progress and do all these things with themselves. And the whole world is on this mission with people and lifestyle and be a 32 and be a 32 and stay a size six. And, oh, my God, the pressure is just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, Sav, how do you mm. – How what's your mm. take on, on kind of, you know – a, a larger woman, actually, because I, I think people misunderstand wellness and associate the weight mm. always to wellness. Mm. Mm. So how, how do you think this niche market is relating to where we are trend-wise and how it's going? Because I think it's quite fascinating. I can really relate to what, what Haley's describing. Um, I always say to my clients, you need to have authentic expression, and that means it's your expression. 
but often it relates to to looking if I look good I feel good and what Haley's enabling is a transformation she's enabling this larger woman to really embrace the authentic self-expression to love who they are and that doesn't mean that you have to be a 32 or an 8 you can really love your who you are in terms of, of size and your physical expression. And if people can be in that space where they can be comfortable in their own skin, so to speak, and with their own expression, they feel able then to tackle other areas, other areas in business, in um, maybe relationships, things that they would have held back on because they don't feel like they fit the mold or fit in with that group. I don't know. Is Yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had some amazing stories. So mm-hmm. I've had... Women who've come to me who want to get back into the workplace cannot get into the workplace Mm -hmm. because they don't have a wardrobe of clothing. And it sounds crazy, but I think as girls sitting here around a couple of mics, we know that feeling. You stand in front of your cupboard and you're like, what am I going to (laughs) wear? So I've developed a, a, a more casual work range, where, but also so that you can go on an interview because mm-hmm. if you go on an interview dressed correctly, that you're comfortable yeah. and you're oh. feeling fab, yeah. you're going to portray a totally different vibe. You know, I mean, it just it goes without yeah. saying. Even in your body language, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And I've had women who've got jobs because they've had cl- like good clothing to wear. I've had people who've got married because of me. I mean, that oh. for me, that's <laughs> like my big trump. I love telling yeah. that story because yeah. it's so feel good yeah. and so, yeah. you know, but it re- it, the, the reality is, is that they've never gone out on a Saturday night because they haven't had mm. anything to wear. Mm. It sounds crazy, but that is the truth. Suddenly we put them in a little ensemble. They get invited to a dinner party. They're sitting with a guy who's also been invited. They start chatting. She portrays again, puts across a totally different vibe because she feels confident in what she's mm. wearing. And 18 mm. months later, I'm making the wedding dress. Hello. Can't cope. (laughs) So awesome. So you see, Sam, it it really, I mean, it really is so, and that's what you were saying earlier. And that's why I just wanted you to hear a little bit about Mm -hmm. Haley Joy's story and her brand, because it really is so true that each individual is just so different. And that's what we love about what you coaches are doing is that you're identifying that Mm. and then growing each person within their own journey. Mm. So thank you so much for having, having stuck around with us. It's a great pleasure. Um, And it's, Mm. it's, it's really such a treat to see, as I said, to see you coaches out there changing Mm. other people well, helping them. I know you're not Mm. doing it because it's, Mm. it's very important that people understand coaches aren't responsible for the growth alone, but Mm. just, just enabling people to see, to Mm. take the steps and how Mm. to take the steps, what Mm. steps to take and and to move forward. Mm. So thank you for coming to see us and I wish you all the best and give my trace a big squeeze from me (laughs) and good luck on your course. I know that you very kindly broke away. Thank you. So we will be in touch and keep doing what you're doing and, Keep that radiant smile mm. on your face, mm. <laughs> and we will chat soon. Thank you, and thank you, thank you, thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much. So, so Haley, just just with regards to, you know, everything everything else that that you've been working on, was clothing always your vibe? I wanted to be a school teacher. No, until about the age of fifteen, and then I did pottery, and my pottery teacher said you should go and make clothes, and I was like go and make clothes. I'm going to be a teacher. And she's like, no, you're definitely not going to be a teacher. And I just started playing. And once I started playing, I developed a love for fabric. I have an absolute passion for fabric. 
Wow. Only just, clothing or even like just do you walk it? Because I, I don't know if you ever get this, but sometimes like when I was um, fashion, when I was fabric shopping for my wedding dress yes. um, at the Oriental Plaza, I would, I, I actually think if you had to see my fabric that I've bought in my life that I have never used, are you like that? Well, I have an addiction. <laughs> so if there is an apocalypse, I'm going to be just fine. As long as we can eat it, we're going to be fine. I, I could open my own Oriental Plaza. <gasps> no, I, I have, so I just, but I love it. No, it's not just, fabric. no, and it's not just you. I have a f- absolute passion for fabric. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So you but also it. everything, buttons and beads and flowers and things. And I just love, I must have been a magpie in my past life. <laughs> That's classic. A magpie. So, the the fabric, the clothing, the pottery, you then veered into this and like you say, you you eventually realized there was a challenge and that's how you got into it because you were making yeah. it for yourself. What was interesting was I applied to Witztechnikon. Um, 400 people applied and they took 33. No entrance exam, no having to draw, no having to do anything like that. And I was accepted as one of the 33. I can't sketch. I can't draw. It's in my head, straight onto a piece of brown paper. But I was accepted. So for me, that was a sign that, you know, out of 400 people, that 30, I was one of the 33. So I went to Vitztech, did a three-year course, went into my first job, lasted two months, <gasps> phoned dad and said, I can't do this. And he's like, you're so going to do this because I'm not paying. And you have to learn at somebody else's expense. And I said, I can't. I feel like a caged animal. I'm going on my own. He said, fine. Don't phone me at the end of the month for the rent money. And I never did. Oh, never. No. How awesome. And it's just just to tap into that because we've had two ladies here in, in the last two weeks. And the first one has got a beautiful brand called Dope Donuts where yes. you can customize your own donuts and have them delivered to you. Yes. And she's... She's still operating out of the garage and afraid to take the I'm going on my own leap. Not she, I mean, she's on her own, mm-hmm. but now can't, not can't. She's just a bit more cautious than, than the risk you took is not as cautious. You were like, I'm doing it. I'm going. And then last, last week we had a lady come in who's created a platform f- for mom entrepreneurs. So. Okay. All of the moms out there who've kind of left corporate don't want to go back, but do want to earn money while they're able to still give their children time. And she's just gone for it. So what is it? What was it for you that trigger? I know you were frustrated with the corporate, but what would you, if, you know, if, and this is what I want to chat to you about. If you're listening to Haley and you are in that same position and you don't know what it is that needs to get you just to move into taking that risk and just believing in yourself, listen to what she has to say now. It's that. Believe in yourself. You have to. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. I think it's also like being thrown that that challenge, don't phone me for the rent money. So it was different. I mean, I was in my early 20s today. If you're a mom in your 40s or whatever, I think you just have to believe in what you're going to do. I believed and I believed all the way and it wasn't easy. It was never easy. It's, it's a lot easier now, but it was never easy in the beginning. I just, my thing is you have to believe in yourself. It's as simple as that. And it sounds very free, free. And, but the reality <laughs> is you have to believe in yourself because yeah. if you believe in it, you will have that, 
that motivation to wake up every day. I mean, I get asked that all the time. Like, you know, what sets you apart as this, as the businesswoman? There is a businesswoman in me. There's a crazy creative as well. I've had to learn. And I think when I give advice, that's the advice I like to give. The crazy creative is one thing, but without a very, very level-headed businesswoman, the crazy creative is never going to make it. No, and and you see, that's such a gap for me because I, my husband and I actually run an agency. And mm-hmm. I thought about it the other day. Despite my fearlessness and despite my nature and the hunger and the drive, I would never have been able to cope with Adam because he is that brain. I'm the crazy creative. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the people, front of house, mingling, doing everything, connecting people, what are, what are going crazy. Have, you know, I'm here. We're here together. And I know that our brand and business wouldn't have got to where it was without the partnership. So I do, I do take my hat off to you. If but you, I have a partner. Ah, oh, so I have your husband. In your head. <laughs> no. Oh, I you've have, also got he one. He exists. Oh, yeah. wonderful. I was going to say. No. So I always, I, I always say I generate the money and I make the money. In between, he manages it. Oh, no. That's very a, important. Very it's, important. It's fundamental. That's why I, 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 do, I hate enabling people to have excuses, but I do, I do empathize a little with, with, you know, women, whether they're going to start their own clothing mm-hmm. range like you did or, Whatever it is, when they just are too overwhelmed to balance the crazy mm. creative and the admin. Mm. Because it's hard. Because not everyone has the partner. So yeah. you and I are actually in a privileged situation. But I didn't always have the partner. So in the beginning. So how did you cope in the beginning? Not very well. Um, I was in a lot of debt. Always. Money was always an issue. And one of the big things when I, when I opened Haley Joy Retail, because I'd never been in retail. I'd worked from home all my life. When I opened the retail store, I made a pact with myself that the financial side was going to get taken care of first before anything, before the fancy cars, before the holiday house in Cape Town, before any of that, it was going to be about taking care of the finances. And I learned a lot. Um, it was a, it was a long road. I paid off a lot of debt. I, but, but today I have a respect for money and he's enabled that also because he's very level headed, but when you say, you know, for, for people starting out in business and they don't have that level-headed partner and whatever, my advice is, again, take care of the money first. So in your first month, when you have a great month, uh-huh. don't get carried away and go shopping. Put money in reserve for the not-so-great month. No, Easy uh, for you and I to say now. I don't know. I, you still, know, I but still, honestly, it's, it's, it is a conscious decision that I have to make with my salary, with anything, I have to say, right, Jade, especially now that I'm, mm. that this baby's arriving, you won't believe what, what you're in for. Mm. But it's again, it's, it's funny how my nature works because I have to be forced. You have to literally, something has to land in front of me for me to be forced to, to deal with it. So like the patience and being calm, I was chatting to Sav about it. It's, it's, it's not an option. I'm now being forced. So with the money thing, you're kind of forced because no one wants to bring a child into the world where you're constantly scratching for the next five cents, yeah. you know? And that's why it's, that's why I'm just so excited for this country because really there are so many 
ways for you to make money. But it's just about getting the right help. And that's why I love having all the guests mm-hmm. here because, you know, what in the beginning when you were battling with money, it couldn't have just been the partner who fixed it all. You must have found a way. No, I, it was a conscious decision yeah. that I just, I, I had third week of the month syndrome. And I just decided I actually can't do third week of the syndrome anymore. I've got to get rid of it. And the way to get rid of it was to start respecting money. Uh-huh. I also did things like I started taking a salary. So I separated the business from me and still to this day, seven years later, the business's money is the business's money. I have a salary and that's what I use. I never dip into the business. If I need a loan from the business, I take a proper loan. I sign a piece of paper. So there's That's accountability good. to That's myself good. and accountability to the it's to the also business. Respecting your own brand. Yeah. I think that's where people that's actually probably the biggest line that gets blurred is people who own it don't treat it like it is a business. They treat it like it's all one. Oh, like it's their personal bank. Yeah, it's, it's not I always say that and this is this is good advice, I think, in terms of if you're going to start your own business. I say Remember that unless your rent, if you're renting premises, unless your rent is paid up, unless your salaries are paid up, say you sign a lease for five years. If your rent for five years, salaries for five years, water machine, credit card machine, blah, 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 are all paid up for five years, then you can, then you can dip in and, uh-huh. sp- but until that, that money doesn't actually belong to you. It's no. not your money. No. You're generating it and it's your business and it's your brand, but the money doesn't actually belong to you. Draw a salary. And leave the business's money in the business. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, it's, I can't, you know, I always sit here and the time, it's so amazing. <laughs> but one of the things that I do want to chat about, yes. because I think it's a wonderful achievement for you and um, from a, a more profiled customer, I believe that you do make the Seven Delon. I don't know what her name is. Sorry. I've done um, Liz Mehring. Yes. Yes. yes I, I yeah. saw that. And I was just having a look at it. And what I you did do. do some Seven Delon. There was a stylist that used to um, come and collect stuff for Seven Delon. Yeah. It's, it's an, you know what it is, Jade, is it's a market that is just so maligned. And it's one of those people don't want to talk about fat. They just don't. Yeah. And I've had to find a way to uplift myself as the business owner of this brand that does, in inverted commas, fat. I mean, I have people walk into the store that go, is this the fat shop? <gasps> yeah. And then what do you say? So I look at them and I say, no, this is the store that does real sizes for real women. <gasps> I think I'd die. No, I think I'd chop sue them in the <laughs> but, you know, but you know, in the beginning it was, so, so it's been, it's been very difficult to, to get the brand to a level where people aren't going, Oh no, we don't want to feature them because they do fat. Yeah, but you know, this is what, this is why I just wanted to hear Sav's take on it because I think we're so bogged down. I mean, just a small example of how I'm pregnant. I might have a baby. Kate Middleton was out of that hospital bed in seven hours after having given natural. I don't know if she had epidural or not. I don't care. It still came out. The natural way. So all these new age moms can also piss off with their epidural <laughs> opinions. But for me, I know that it's not real. But do you know what pressure in my mind psychologically I have now on myself to be well? As, so whether I have a Caesar, whether I have a natural birth. And I think it's the same with weight, Haley. Yeah, I think is. that, you know, from uh, we're being so bombarded with how you're supposed to look. 
mm-hmm. that that's why when they do walk into the shop, they're probably so, feeling so awkward themselves that to say the fat shop makes them feel okay. Because well, the thing is, I mean, they walk into the store and they're angry and they and they they just they've walked malls and they can't find clothing. And our challenge is to get them in and to say, mm. listen, here is this entire store is for you. Every single range is sized small to seven. We're not maligning you on any level. But what I've also done is I've started, I've developed a hashtag, yes, which I'm going to be putting out there in a big way called hashtag a shape. Not a size. <gasps> Love. Okay, I'm going to put. When I, okay, so don't forget. After this, the podcast will be up this afternoon. Okay. So we will use that. A shape, shape not, not a, a size. Divine. Because that's it. And I, I agree with you in terms of what you say about popping out of bed seven. It was the first thing I said when I saw it. I was like, "What pressure <gasps> is this going to put on moms?" They I thought know. it was such a fabulous thing to come out and greet the press. Rubbish. I agree with you. I think it puts. Unnecessary pressure, huge pressure to be, and, and also to look, okay, on her last pregnancy, when she came out, she, she looked like she hadn't had, no, she looked like she hadn't had the baby yet. So that was okay because everybody was going, oh, she still looks, you know, but this time around. I know. So just to wrap up, Haley, the, the brand's name is? Haley Joy. Haley Joy. So as your name, and where is the store? It's in the Dunkelt West Shopping Center. Oh, by Fornos. At the back of the center. Ah. Oh. Next to DW11. Oh gosh. Yeah, DW11. Gosh. So delicious. <laughs> so you, so, you, okay. So the good thing is you're allowed to go to DW11, have a little munch and then come try oh, on They your, do great salads. <laughs> no, we don't have to have salads. <laughs> but awesome. So, I mean, thank you so much. Thank you. What an thank exciting you for having me. pleasure. What an exciting yeah. thing you're doing. And thank you for giving me a platform to put the shape, not a size out there. Now. I so share it. I'm thank all for you. that. I love the realness. So it's, it's, Always such a, I always give Gabs a shout out because she finds me the most phenomenal South Africans who are doing wonderful things. So thank you, Gabby. You're a bloody rock star. <laughs> and also just to say, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Um, you've gone against the grain, which is awesome. We love that. Okay. And for you, if you're listening to Rookies and Rock Stars with me, just remember that it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, how big, how small, whatever you're doing. Just keep your dream alive and we will do whatever we can every Wednesday to feed you with as much information and loveliness to get you to the next step of being absolutely fabulous. We will see you next week, Wednesday, 10 to 11 on Rookies and Rockstars. Bye. Cliffcentral.com